my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Sports Betting Podcast with Kof. NFL football is here. It's the regular season, and it all starts tonight. 8.20 Eastern Standard Time. We got the Bills on the road against the Rams. Should be a great game. Looking forward to it. And obviously just having NFL football back. It feels like it has been forever since the Rams beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. And our Cove Sports VIP picks went 4-1 and one in that game. Shout out to the VIP page over at covesports.com. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to check it out. We have been 60% or better in four of the last five NFL seasons. Looking to keep that trend going this year and starting tonight. But in today's episode, all the content is free. You don't have to pay for any of it. That's the best part of the podcast. We are going to take a look. We got betting previews. We got stats. We're going to go through and look at every single game on the slate for this week. Then we're going to get into our survivor pool pick. So one week, you pick a team. Once you use them, you lose them. We'll see how long we can survive together on the podcast. And if you guys are playing in uh, a bunch of pools of your own, you can decide to use our picks or not. That's fine. But uh, we will get into that. And then we have some fantasy football talk. We got some sleepers. We have the top tier guys we're going to talk about who have the best matchups and then we're going to get into our pick em, where I will go through and I will pick a winner straight up. No points for every single game on the slate. You can use that information however you want. But I will say there are three underdogs in this week's pick em. So stay tuned for that. That will be coming up at the end of the episode. So before we get into the betting previews and stats for the week, I have to say it. This podcast episode is brought to you by mybookie.ag if you're not in a sports betting state that you are eligible to bet on FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM check out mybookie.ag and I think they have you covered if you know what I mean you can always DM me and I can get you started and get you a free sign up bonus up to $500 So hit me up if you're interested in that. You can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at KOF Sports. Or you can email me directly at KOF at KOFsports.com. For those of you who do follow me on Twitter and Instagram already, thank you. Just a quick update. I am still getting over the food poisoning from uh, the long weekend. But I hope to be able to feast all weekend long for football. So, uh... It was definitely not the recipe of the week, but still trying to pinpoint what it was, but it's not the food poisoning that you get from drinking. Let's just put it that way. I've lost seven pounds in the last four days, so still recovering. Uh, might have a little bit of a lisp on the the podcast today just because I have a ton of canker sores from being sick the last few days, but doing my best to get it done for you guys because obviously I'm not going to record the podcast for week one of the NFL season. So without further ado, let's get right into our betting previews and stats for the week. The betting previews and stats segment will be the primary featured segment on the NFL podcast week in and week out. 
I will take a look at every game on the slate, and I won't necessarily be giving a betting pick and prediction for every game, but we'll take a look. There will be some different betting previews. There will be picks here and there, and there will always be valuable stats that I find throughout all of my research that I'm here to share with you guys that I can promise you you're going to hear stats on this show that you're not going to hear from anyone else because there aren't as many people out there who are putting together all these sources of information and coming up with these stats or even thinking to look for these things. So it should be fun. It'll be the primary segment, like I said, so let's get right into it. First up, Bills at Rams tonight, and there has not been a defending Super Bowl champion who has opened up their following season opener as an underdog since 2004. I think that speaks to how good the Bills are this year. They were really good last year, and we can only imagine what might have happened if these two played each other in the Super Bowl. But no need to speculate. Here we are. They play each other tonight, and we are in for a great game. So here we go. The Bills had the number three offense and the Rams had the number six offense a year ago so both have firepower but on the flip side of the ball the Bills had the number one ranked passing defense while the Rams had the number fifth ranked run defense it's going to be a great game so who am I taking tonight stick around and I will be picking a winner for this game in every game this week on the pick'em portion of the podcast coming up in a little bit so don't miss out on that Next game up, we're getting into Sunday, Saints at Falcons. Both games against each other went over 50 last season, so over-under is set at 42.5 this week. They obviously had different quarterbacks at the helm then than they will this week. Jameis Winston did lead the Saints to a 4-2 start before he got hurt last year, and New Orleans had the number 4-ranked run defense, so look for Atlanta and quarterback Marcus Mariota to look to throw the ball. You fantasy guys uh, probably need to take a look at Kyle Pitts in this game. So eyes up on Kyle Pitts this week, former Gator. 49ers at Bears. I got to start off and say I do not like the reports that Trey Lance is annoyed with the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back. And all I got to say is you got to prove yourself before you start letting the ego get too big. All right, let's check in here. Lance threw for... 249 yards and two touchdowns at the end of last season against the 4-13 and 13 Texans. You played your college ball at North Dakota State. There's plenty that a guy who's played in a Super Bowl and played behind Tom Brady can teach you, Trey. Settle down. There will be eyes on which quarterback has the better stat in this game this week, obviously. Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I'll take Justin Fields. Stopping the running game was a weakness for the Bears last year. They also have a young secondary coming in this year. Probably something that you want to see before you make any bets and rely with your money on them. Uh, Kind of see them in action before you put any money down. So not taking a side in this game, but we'll be paying attention to see how this one plays out. Steelers at Bengals. Here's a stat. Smoke and Joe Burrow threw for less than 200 yards in both games against the Steelers last year. However, since he still won those games by 14 and 31, Joe Mixon had himself great games against the Steelers defense. He ran for 90 and 165 last year. And Mitch Trubisky is good at handing the ball off. He's been named the captain and the starter. So look for Najee Harris to have a great game and get a lot of work 
uh, although he was held to 2.9 yards per carry against this Bengals defense last year. But I do think he's in for a good game. I think he's going to have a lot of carries in week one, and I think that will continue all season long. Next up, we have the Eagles at the Lions, and apparently the sports books are trying to make this one really suspicious, and they're really hoping that betters forgot that the Eagles beat the Lions 44-6 last season, but don't forget that. The Eagles racked up 350 rushing yards in that game last year, so the spread was at four. It moved to three and a half. I just don't buy that people are betting on the Lions. Maybe they're watching Hard Knocks and getting hyped up, and for some reason they think otherwise, but I think that three and a half seems really low for this matchup. Patriots at Dolphins. We have the Patriots. And going to South Beach is always a problem for them. They are 3-7 and seven straight up in their last 10 games in Miami. However, the Patriots had plenty of prep for the Miami environment in training camp this year, with the first two weeks of training camp having average temps over 90 degrees in Foxborough. That's right. And they spent a week in Vegas where they practiced outside. Even though mid-morning, late to mid-morning, those temperatures out in Vegas were definitely 90 and above. Belichick, here's a stat for you guys. We all know he is one of the greatest coaches ever. No one needs to bitter batter about that. But the stat is Bill Belichick is 30-12 and 12 against rookie coaches. I think that plays into this game. I'm a Patriots fan, so I won't give my prediction on this game. But I'm just saying, teasing the Patriots up to plus 9.5 seems very solid. And then again, so does the plus 150 money line. Ravens at Jets. This one is looking like the biggest public favorite of the week with the Ravens. So fun stat for you guys who love running and mobile quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson needs one more game with 100 plus rushing yards to set the regular season record for the most 100 plus rushing yard games by a quarterback, which would break Mike Vick's record. The Ravens have outscored their opponent's 124 to 49 in week one games since 2019. So look for them to get out to a hot start. Obviously, the Jets are without their top quarterback. So Joe Flacco is going to fill in. And all I have to say about Joe Flacco, he's had a great career. And he looks good in a Jets uniform, but he is more of a game manager at this point in his career. And I just don't know if he can lead the Jets offense to keep pace with this Ravens offense led by Lamar Jackson, who, when they're all clicking and healthy, can put up points in bunches. We know that. So I'd say the Jets have some young talent. That will be fun to watch. But the Ravens are the biggest betting favorite this week and for a good reason. Jaguars at Commanders. It feels good to be able to actually call the Washington Commanders a name and not just the Washington football team. And that is what their best acquisition of the offseason was. But they actually got a team name in the offseason. So bravo, go Commanders. But their defense was ranked number 25 last season. It seems like they might have gotten worse this year. And they will not have their top defensive player chase young due to injury Carson Wentz is the quarterback so yeah I'm gonna fade him 
And this Jaguars front seven looks solid in the preseason, so they will be getting after Wentz early and often. A movie that we have seen time and time again with him, and he is not good when he's under pressure. Let's just leave it at that. I think the Jags are the better team here. I think Trevor Lawrence has a core guys who a core group of guys who he will be able to make plays with, especially against this Washington defense. They are going to be bad. So I have the Jags winning this game. They're one of the underdogs that I like for this week. So you see we have Baker Mayfield backing off of the original reports that he said he's going to fuck them up against his former team, the Cleveland Browns, this week. But he wants to win. That That's fair. Uh, I would have liked him to double down on his statement that apparently some reporter put out there. So it is what it is. He's going to be fired up. He's going against his former team. It didn't end well. They wanted to get rid of him. Uh, they wouldn't pay him, but they would pay Deshaun Watson, who they knew had a ton of legal troubles, which... That is why Deshaun Watson won't be playing this week, but we don't need to get into all that. But I got to say, both defenses were really good last year, so I think it's going to be a low-scoring battle. It will be entertaining to see how Baker plays and then, of course, what he says to the media after the game. Um, He seems like a kind of guy that if he gets all riled up, whether it's good or bad, he likes to say things and then he kind of backs down and plays plays it off like it never really happened after the fact. So it will be interesting to see what kind of footage comes out of him and what he has to say after the game. Uh, I don't know if I'd rather see him win or lose. Uh, I'm indifferent. I, I'm not leaning either way in this game. I guess if I really had to bet, I would take the under. Next up, we have the Colts at the Texans. And if the games like last year continue this year, expect the Colts in an absolute route. The Colts outscored the Texans 62-3 to in two games last year. Jonathan Taylor ran for 145 and 143 yards in those two games last year against the Texans' run defense that ranked 31 out of 32 in the league. Expect a similar recipe this week, and I just do not see the Colts losing this game, whether you are betting them straight, whether whether they're in your parlay, whether they're in your teaser. I just don't see the Colts losing this game this week. Next up, we're going to Nashville. New York Giants, Tennessee Titans. The Titans just lost Harold Landry which is a big blow to their defense. He was top 10 in sacks a season ago. The line suggests that the Giants are going to hang around in this game, but can they stop Derrick Henry? New York allowed 129 rushing yards per game last year, and none of the running backs that they faced were as good as Henry. So I'd say look for Henry to have 25 or more carries and, of course, 100 or more yards because he's back, and that's what Derrick Henry does. On the flip side, I do think that Daniel Jones will have some success throwing the ball against the Titans because they weren't great defending the pass last year. They ranked 25th in the league. But can Daniel Jones limit his turnovers? He had the third most interceptions last year. So what do you think, Mr. Jones? Can you limit the turnovers? I don't know if you can. It remains to be seen. Titans favored by five and a half. That would be my lean on this game. 
Packers at Vikings. And here's a stat for you. Aaron Rodgers passing against the Vikings for the last two seasons. 288, 385, 291, 364. Both games in Minnesota, he threw for 385 and 364. He also completed 73% of his passes and threw six touchdowns to zero interceptions against the Vikings a season ago. Now, obviously, he's going to be without Devontae Adams, who was a big part of those numbers. So we will see if he can get it done with his new crew. But the Pack won the most recent meeting, 37-10. And the Vikings won the first meeting, 34-31 in Minnesota last season. I think there are too many questions to play aside on this game, but the the total might be worth taking a stab at. All right, next up, you might have heard it, maybe not. There's rumblings that there's going to be an upset uh, in this game. But we got the Chiefs going out west to take on the Cardinals. And I looked at this game, and I immediately thought of offense. Then I looked, and sure enough, this game had the highest point total of the week at 53.5. And And remember, the Chiefs started slow last year. They started out 2-4 and straight up out of the gate. They also traded Tyreek Hill, one of the best weapons that Mahomes had in the offseason. So look for newcomers Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling to come in as reinforcements. But I do think that there's going to be some time before they're all on the same page. So, you know, some real game action, which they didn't really get in the preseason. So... Mahomes will still have Kelsey, but he's going to have to work on his timing with those new receivers, so we'll see how that plays out. The Cardinals are going to be without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games, so they did struggle without him last year, so can the other guys step up? We'll have to see. Arizona has been a good team early on in the season over the last two years. They are 15-4 and straight up coming out of the gate. But it will take a lot of plays from Kyler to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. So we'll see how that goes. You heard there might be an upset, but I don't know. I'm not sure if the Cardinals have what it takes to get it done. Maybe if they had DeAndre, because I feel like with Kyler Murray and DeAndre, anything is possible if those two get hot and start making plays. But I don't know. The Chiefs might get this one. They are favored. Raiders at Chargers. These are two teams that we did pick to win the AFC West. So this is another game that you would think is going to be high scoring. You have the Chargers who averaged 27.9 points per game last season. And then you have the Raiders who got Devontae Adams in the offseason. Plus they added the offensive-minded head coach Josh McDaniels, who is coming over after being the offensive coordinator for the Patriots and obviously worked with Tom Brady for so long. So for this game, I would be, I am, not I would, I'm looking at the over already. So going to wait till Sunday before I lock in my best bets. But that is one that is definitely on my radar. I think this will be a high-scoring game. I really like the Chargers offense with all of the red zone threats that they have. And then on the flip side, I do think the Raiders are going to have a good uh, offense this year too. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, no real uh, official pick on this game at this point. Bucks at Cowboys. 
These two opened up against each other last year, and it looked like the Cowboys were going to win until, of course, Tom Brady marched the Bucks down the field and kicked the game-winning field goal in the final minute. We've seen it time and time again with Brady. Brady threw for 379 yards in that game, and Dak Prescott threw for 403. So these two quarterbacks just absolutely lit up the opposing defenses, and that should be no surprise. Those two teams went on to have the number one and number two ranked offenses in the league last year with the Cowboys having number one at 30.4 points per game and the Bucks right behind them at 29.9 points per game. The Bucks added Julio Jones to the squad in the offseason, so Tom Brady has another great wide receiver to throw to. And there will be so many good player prop options in this game. I think it's going to be high scoring. So many good player props. I may do a Sunday night special. Uh, So keep your eyes tuned in for that. But that's all I'll say on that game. And then for a winner, I'm going Bucks. I know Tom Brady missed some time for uh, divorce or vacation or the mass singer or surgery or whatever all the rumors are, but he's back. He's in football pads. And when he's in football pads, all he does is win football games. That's all he's ever done. So I'll take the bucks in that one. Broncos at Seahawks. We have Russell Wilson and his new team going to play his former team on the road in front of his former fans. So don't tell me that the NFL doesn't try to stage matchups to generate ratings and more advertising revenue, because they clearly do. You have the Seahawks. They had the second-worst passing defense last year, and the 7-10 season was a struggle for them. You would think that Russell Wilson has... Definitely a couple things in the back of his mind of some weaknesses of his former team's defense, and you think that he would exploit those weaknesses on Monday night. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be all over the Broncos in this game. It's time for the week one survivor pool pick. If you're in a survivor pool, you know how it works. Pick one winner per week, but once you use a team, you cannot use them again for the rest of the year. So once you use them, you lose them. Looking at week one, the most popular pick is the Baltimore Ravens on the road against the New York Jets. I'm skipping that one. I'm saving the Ravens. Going with the Colts here, they are the co-largest betting favorites at 7.5 with the Ravens, and... They just absolutely beat up on the Texans last year. So it's a great opportunity to get your guaranteed win. That's the goal. Take the wins when you can get them. Too many people try to get fucking cute with survivor pools and it burns them every time. Taking the guaranteed win here, and this is why. The Colts beat up on the Texans last season. They went 2-0 against them, and they outscored them 62-3 in those games. Matt Ryan comes to town, and the Colts are highly motivated after a little, air quote, meltdown at the end of last year. That did cost them the playoffs. The Texans had the 31st ranked run defense last year. Jonathan Taylor ran for 145 yards and 143 yards against them. Look for more of that success for Taylor again this week. I don't see the Colts losing, and honestly, I would rather use them now than save them for a game later in the season. Just remember, they outscored the Texans 62-3 to last year, so they're favored by 7.5. We just need them to win straight up. 
whether you're taking them as your survivor pool pick or betting on them separately, that's a stat that stands out. 62 to three last year. Yeah, book the Colts, survivor, see you for week two. Getting into the fantasy discussion for week one, we're gonna start with our top three sleepers. What qualifies a sleeper? Well, we're gonna look at the ESPN rankings and anyone ranked outside of the top 20 for the week would technically be considered a sleeper. I'd say anything above 30 would be a super sleeper. So we have a sleeper at each skilled position this week that we're going to take a look at, and I'm going to tell you why I have them circled for potential big fantasy games in week one. So starting with running back, Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles. He missed two weeks of camp with a hamstring injury. He is questionable this week, which is fair. That could have people shying away from him. But I think that's a good thing if you are playing in DFS tournaments. If you're in head-to-head leagues, it doesn't really matter. But he gets to go up against the Lions, who project to be one of the worst teams in the league this season. The Lions defense ranked 28th against the run last year, allowing 135 yards per game. If he plays, he should be in for a good game. I have him finishing higher than where ESPN has him ranked at number 23 for week one. The Eagles ran for over 350 yards against the Lions last year. They beat them 44 to 6. That's another game where I think the Eagles will come out on top. But Miles Sanders should be a big part of the game plan. Moving on to wide receiver, Jerry Judy, Denver Broncos. ESPN has him ranked at number 22 this week. Are you kidding me? He's going up against the Seahawks, who ranked second worst in the league against the pass last year. And it's not going to be much better in Seattle this year. Sorry, Seahawks fans. Judy is also going to have a very motivated quarterback with Russell Wilson playing his first game as a Bronco against his former team in front of his former fans in Seattle. That is the Monday night football game. So if you are in a head-to-head league, Judy could be the guy to secure your win in week one. Look for him to have a big game and ranked at 22 by ESPN this week. I think that's crazy. Tight end position, Gerald Everett. So he's another guy that's ranked in the 20s for week one. He's got Justin Herbert throwing to him, and he is going up against the Raiders defense, who allowed the third most fantasy points to tight ends last year. One thing with Everett is that the Chargers just have so many red zone threats that that kind of hurts his fantasy projections. But then again, he's going to be involved. He's going to be an option in the red zone. He's a big guy. Just like Keenan Allen, just like Mike Williams, but then you know they have Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield, so we'll see how the red zone touches play out for them. I think they'll have a lot of red zone touches, but that is one thing that kind of drops his value a little bit, but I still think he's going to be in the mix, and if the Raiders' defense is locking in on trying to shut down Keenan Allen and Mike Williams or Austin Eckler, that could open up things for Gerald Everett. So keep him uh, on your radar if you're playing in any DFS tournaments, and if, of course, you have him in any of your head-to-head leagues, I think he's a solid option this week. Our fantasy football studs for week one will feature one player at each position who I feel like is in for a big fantasy week, one of the top tier guys. So starting at quarterback, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, he's going up against his former team and the weather is looking just fine for a Monday night in September in Seattle. So it should be fine passing weather for Wilson and co. 
The Seahawks passing defense was the second worst in the league last year. I don't expect it to be much better this year. So Russ should be cooking on Monday night. Running back, Jonathan Taylor. Just don't forget, he ran for 145 and 143 in two games against the Texans defense last year. Good luck stopping him. They're not going to stop him. He's in for another big game. Wide receiver Mike Evans. We got the Bucks and Cowboys. They scored a bunch of points in the season opener last year. Brady threw for over 375 yards. I expect another high-scoring game on Sunday night, and I think Evans is going to be a big part of that, especially if Chris Godwin is unavailable to play. He is questionable. He's coming off of, obviously, the off-season surgery. So we'll see. Either way, Evans should be in for a big game. Then tight end, Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. I think it will take some time for Mahomes to dial in the timing with Juju and Valdez Scantling. So look for him to go to all reliable Travis Kelsey a lot on Sunday. And on the flip side of studs are our fantasy duds for week one where guys are ranked high, but we don't know why. So that's what we're getting into. So for quarterback, Trey Lance ranked in the top 10. He started the week off by talking shit about Jimmy Garoppolo coming back to back him up. Going up against the Bears defense, that definitely has some question marks. But it's not always bad to have question marks. Sometimes there are surprises and... The Bears do have a young secondary, but those players are very good players. They were good at the college level, and that should translate to the NFL level. So I got Trey Lance as a dud in week one. Running back position, we are going with DeAndre Swift, ranked in the top 10, but he's going up against an Eagles defense that was top 10 against the run last year. Got him as a dud. Wide receiver position, Elijah Moore. He's ranked at number four for the Jets. He's got Joe Flacco throwing him the ball. That I don't have anything else to say about that. Get him out of the top 10. Get him out of the top 20. And then tight end, I hate to do it, but I'm going to do it. But the Lions, TJ Hawkinson, is number five. I just don't expect a lot from the Lions. <laughs> at all this season so to have two duds in week one makes sense to me i'm starting to see that hard knocks is really cracking these guys up but that i got swift and i got hawkinson as duds for the lions this week it's time for the week one pick em where i go through every game on the slate and pick my winner straight up no spreads Starting tonight, Bills at Rams, and I'm starting off with a fun fact for you guys. There has not been a defending Super Bowl champion to open up the following season as an underdog in their first game since 2004. I think that speaks highly to the skill level and the expectations surrounding this Buffalo Bills team. I'm buying in on that hype, and I have the Bills winning this game tonight. On to Sunday's games, Saints at Falcons, Saints. 49ers at Bears, 49ers, although I think the game's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Steelers at Bengals, Bengals, Eagles at Lions, Eagles, Patriots at Dolphins, Patriots, first underdog of the week, Ravens at Jets, Ravens, Jaguars at Commanders. Oh, feels good to actually call them something, but give me the Jaguars, second underdog of the week. Browns at Panthers, some bad blood there. What did Baker say? He's going to fuck them up. 
Give me the Panthers. Fuck them up, Baker. Colts at Texans. Colts. Giants at Titans. Titans. Packers at Vikings. Spread was lower than I thought it would be. Packers. Chiefs at Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. Third underdog of the week. This is what is starting what I predicted in a previous episode. That the Chiefs will not win the AFC West this year. I'm sticking to it. Give me the Cardinals in an upset of week one. Raiders at Chargers. Chargers. Bucks at Cowboys. Brady says he has a lot of shit going on in his life. But when he gets back to it, what he does best, he plays football. He wins games at the highest level. Give me the Bucks in what I think will be a great Sunday night game for us. And then Broncos at Seahawks. Monday night football. Russell Wilson going back to play his former team in front of his former fans. Give me the Broncos in a big way to close out week one. Good luck if you are playing. That's going to do it for today's episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. I always appreciate your time. I hope that the information that I shared was helpful. My goal here is to always, one, entertain you, and two, provide valuable information that's going to help you win your bets week in and week out. That has always been my goal since 2015 when I started Co Sports, and the results speak for themselves. We have finished at 60% or better in four out of the last five NFL seasons. Looking to continue that trend this season starting tonight. And if you want to try out our VIP picks, get over to CoSports.com and check out our VIP membership options. We have affordable options for all size betters. You can get a month's worth of CoSports picks for less than what some guys in the industry charge for one pick. And the best part about it with CoSports, you're getting reasoning, stats, and in-depth analysis with every single pick, telling you why the pick is the right play and how the game is going to play out. You can tell that I go in, I put the the time and effort in to do all of the research, and then I put it all in a brief write-up for you guys. You go out to some of the other guys in the industry, you're gonna pay over $100 for one single pick. They're gonna hand you a team name, no why, no how, just here you go, and you're not gonna hear from them again until you give them another $100 for another pick. So, best part about me, I go in, I do the research, I do brief right up, you guys get all of this information, all the stats to go with it, and I'm personable, I'm always responding, giving people the one-on-one time to help you be successful. I care about your success, and that's what makes me one of the best in the industry. Always here to help you, no matter what it comes to embedding, whether you don't understand how teasers work, or you don't understand, well, how come I had a five-team parlay, one game got canceled, how come I got paid, how come it doesn't count, how come I got paid less? I'm always here to help you educate you and help you build a winning strategy. That's what I'm here for. Check out the VIP membership options. Hit me up. Never hesitate to reach out. Even if you're not a VIP member, hit me up. Twitter, Instagram, at KOF Sports. Email me, kof at kofsports.com. I am here to help. I have been building a sports betting empire since 2015 and I will continue to build it until I reach the top. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget we will be back tomorrow morning with our college football week two episode. We may have a special guest on that episode so I'll keep you posted on that but looking forward to it and again thank you guys for listening. Good luck tonight if you're betting the game. Go Bills. 
And uh, good luck Sunday. May the parlay gods be with you guys. Till next time. Thanks again.